You are on Line of Sight, a War Machine and Hordes podcast for new and experienced players, sponsored by Broken Egg Games. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 151 of Line of Sight. My name's Chandler. I'm here with Brett. Hey, I'm here. You are, unlike Jaden. Oh. He abandoned us. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. He was He was like, I'm off. <laughs> I'm traveling off over the green pastures, never to look back and see any of you again. No, he has a headache, because uh, uh, he is a teacher. Well, he described his school today. Did you see that? <laughs> I didn't, but it's a, he said it's essentially a prison. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. At a school in Washington at this yeah. point, like, good lord. Uh, yeah, that sounds like a good time. So yeah, he's uh he's he's out sick for the day. Uh, so uh, I'm gonna kick into some news real quick, and then we're gonna go into uh, our topic as well as bringing on. We've got a special guest today who we'll talk about in just a minute. Uh, but uh, we've got a brawl machine league uh registration going on, right? Uh, yeah, for started. yep, uh, for January. So the registration for that ends on the tenth. So I will tr- try to make sure this is out before that, and not procrastinate like I've done a couple of times. Um, yeah. So January tenth. Uh, if you go to our Discord, which we have, I believe, in our actual show notes, we have the thing for the Discord. If you uh, uh haven't gone to that already, I guess. Um. All the information is going to be on there in our, our announcements, I would expect. Uh, and like you can ask around to the Brawl Machine thing. Uh, we've got a Brawl Machine sub channel as well. Uh, you can bring up um, the information about that. They've been they've been running some some great leagues. Brawl Machine leagues are always a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I think anyway. I know that's subjective. Um, also, we have sign up starting for the. Um, uh, the Fallen Corvus beta. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested in that, go ahead and sign up. And that's on the Discord as well, yeah. Yep. Yeah, um, got a... Full details are on our webpage, uh, including the first or <laughs> the second round of rules. We've already had to release one update. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think we expected that to a certain yeah. degree. These, yeah. <laughs> These rules are... The Brawl Machine rules went up very quickly. This ain't Brawl Machine. <laughs> it's a lot more complicated. Uh, but especially the amount of work Jaden's put into that so far is wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and if you want more details on that, just listen to the last episode. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah. Episode 150. We talked uh, quite a bit about uh, the stuff we've got going on with Fallen Corvus. Um, the other thing is we've got a, a handful of new podcasts and like uh, people writing articles and stuff for us, which is awesome. Um, we have uh, Michael doing vicarious competition i believe that is monpoc if yeah, i remember that's mostly correctly. what he's playing now yeah um, he's all, that's also the short form podcast right i believe so yes yeah yeah, yeah. yep um and of course i have our guest which we'll bring out in a second yeah we'll talk about that in a second uh we've got jay and lewis from charge and spike uh doing uh writing some articles for us that is of course some warcaster stuff we've had a few people ask us about if we're planning on bringing on warcaster stuff and uh yeah yeah uh, we we just 
Only Chandler's played it so far. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> yep, I'm, I'm the only one who gets any kind of regular games, and unfortunately yeah. these days I'm trying to play like six games at once whenever I go into the store. So uh, yeah, uh, but I am really excited about this next wave of Kickstarter stuff. I think that's going to spice the game up quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've got Garrett doing a Midnight Mon Pod, which I'm going to also assume is Mon Pack. <laughs> yeah, it's a good yeah. guess. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that feels like a safe, a safe enough guess uh on my part uh and of course we've got uh mr malorian setting up a new brawl machine cast and speaking of which we have mr malorian himself on with us today how's it going man hey how's it going it's uh kind of timely that jane's not here because of a headache because i am a headache so there we go there you go that's fair <laughs> <laughs> awesome uh do you want to tell us about this is you setting up a new brawl machine cast yeah, so it's called Brawler Bios, and it's basically, if you take what Chain Attack used to do, taking casters and then grading them for the regular game, it's kind of the same thing, but designed all for Brawl Machine, going and saying how they are for answering things, putting out questions, and then also a separate grade for whether you're a new or experienced player. So hopefully, you know, setting those things up so that whether you're a new player to Brawl Machine or experienced, it's a good way to get into it. That's, yeah, definitely. That's a great idea. Yeah. Well, especially I feel like you can kind of iterate on testing that kind of thing a lot quicker within Brawl Machine. Because, mm-hmm. like, a lot of the time with Chain Attack, and not to, like, there was an amazing, you know, it was a fantastic cast, but, like, a lot of the time they were able to get, like, kind of one game in, and that's, like, the only info they really had to go off of. But Brawl Machine, you can kind of knock out, like, a lot <laughs> pretty quickly, usually. Uh, awesome. Uh, yeah. So, have you released any episodes of that? I recorded the first one today, and awesome. Jaden and I are just trying to figure out how to get it on this site. So once we get that oh. figured out, it'll be out there. I feel like it's like a unique problem getting stuff onto the site every single new thing that we add on there. Cool. We need a new web page so bad. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> issues for another time. Good problems uh, to have. Yeah. Um, no, seriously. Yeah. 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 No joke. And so, like, part of our so like like we talked about, we have a lot of new podcasts starting up. And so we figured it would be good to bring them on the main cast, introduce them, make sure everyone knows what they're like and what they're talking about so that you can go ahead and listen to them if that's what you're into. Um, so we're also going to be bringing on our previous creators, um, Field of Fire, I don't know who, and um, the Legion cast. Does that have a name? <laughs> I always just think it was the Legion cast. Um, uh, well, I mean, there's like a couple at this point because I know there was because there's Blightbringers. I know we're bringing yeah. somebody from that. Uh, and I don't know. I'd have to ch- I'd have to check the list. Jaden has been on like an organization spree for like weeks now. <laughs> yeah, so and we're, we're, we're crippled without him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Without Jaden, we don't know what's going on anymore. Now, so I haven't paying attention, but he had a big list. So yeah, hopefully we didn't miss anyone because we still love them all. Oh no! A couple days ago, you rattled off like the next like seven casts we're having. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Yep, you got it under control, buddy. Uh, yeah. So, uh, what are we actually talking about today? Um, so something that's actually been <laughs> interestingly relevant uh, lately, especially this is a conversation I feel like we have a lot uh, after the introduction of Brawl Machine, uh, which is our topic, which is uh, bringing new formats and games into an already established playgroup. Uh, I've seen a ton of questions about this kind of thing, especially people who are like unsure how to introduce things like Brawl Machine. Or one thing that I, I think has become more common lately is Privateer Press is releasing a lot of like really good games <laughs> at the yeah. same time. <laughs> well, and, apparently, apparently the Oblivion campaign was awesome too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. And uh, I know that there's, uh, in some respects, been um, basically the thing I see the most often is there's a lot of people who are into groups who are seeing a lot of steamroller play or people who are very much kind of uh, honestly, almost in a rote, rut, rote, rut of uh, kind of playing the same kind of game over and over and over again. And um, yeah, we wanted to talk a little, little bit about a little bit about this today. Uh, so the the first question is why? <laughs> That's the first question I was going to ask. <laughs> yeah, why why do this? What's what's the point? Yeah, and maybe I'll, I'll jump in here with my first take on this. And I mean, you already said part of it there, but I mean, things can just get stale, right? If you keep on doing the the first the same thing over and over and over again, you almost get to the point where you have two people walking to a table and saying, oh, you're playing that list, I'm playing this list. All right, let's see who rolls first, and we'll know which way this game's going to go. So even just something like that that can mix things th- up and change things up, that alone is making it worthwhile to be investigating new ways of playing. Definitely. And and I think this is one of the biggest reasons why it's important to get um, viewpoints other than your own. Because um, I know for me, I'm very strange, and one of the reasons I love War Machine is that I don't get bored. I can play that same game over and over and over again. Yeah. And But that's not the way everyone is, case in point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of was that way, and I still am to a certain respect. But I've, like, in the last little while, my group's diversified an enormous amount, and it's been great. Um. Like we've kind of turned it. What one thing we always had was that the 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 way the time scheduling kind of works with our our how when we all come in is we tend to kind of get one game, and if it ran more than like a few rounds, then there's like maybe enough time for another one if we set up very quickly. Mm-hmm. But what we've done is started and started playing a lot of Riot Quest, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> it's like well, and it, we end up with we end up oftentimes you'll have like two games going, and one person needs to leave afterwards, and it's like well we got three people. Let's play something dumb like Riot Quest because we're gonna do that with three people, right? And and that's two great reasons right there, right? It makes your group more flexible, right? right. Like if you have yeah. time constraints or strange numbers of people, odd number, I guess. Then yeah, you... weird <laughs> numbers. <laughs> I think another thing too is I mean you kind of said there too that there's different people that like different things, and even though it seems like a lot of people are happy with ever, whatever you're doing right now, you can be sure that there's a big part of your community that is not enjoying it that's looking for something a little bit different so if you can even change things up just so that everybody has a turn so that the community is playing what they actually like that's a good way of just keeping more people in your community yeah definitely yeah Yeah. it's like sorry and that's what's great about like brawl machine or the believing campaign is that it's not a huge investment to of money in order to get into these other formats yeah well, so yeah, it's, I mean, that's also part of why Riot Quest has been really good for us, because, like, a lot of people kind of already have some models. Or, between the couple of people of us that play, like, we have enough to split. Right, exactly. And, and the rules are so easy. <laughs> <laughs> you, you barely have to teach the game to anybody. Um I think yeah. something else with that, too, is I mean, just talking about formats and the way that you're playing, I mean, let's just imagine a world where maybe there's a pandemic and you can't play a regular game. Just the fact that you are now going to be playing not on the board, but on something like War Table or Vassal, even something like that is something that you have to know how to actually execute and roll out to your group. Otherwise, like, the community just doesn't get games and then suffers from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's a good thing nothing like that would ever happen. Oh, no. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah yeah definitely i mean it's it's like with anything it's like it's like with money right like diversify makes (laughs) it so if there's ever an issue with any one of them you got other options wait Uh, you guys got money (laughs) (laughs) 
that was financial <laughs> advice with Chandler and Brad. Yeah, I think I, I think I, I think I have some quarters under my uh, chair. I'm not sure. Uh, don't, don't come to me for financial advice. I play miniatures games. <laughs> Spend all the money. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, yeah. So the next thing uh, we've got on here is why might players resist new formats being introduced? Brett. <laughs> well, yeah. Some okay. people, some of your players, are just curmudgeons like me. <laughs> so okay. So let's let, let's talk about the War Machine specific problem first. Um, yes. One of the greatest strengths of War Machine is that it has a very consistent rule set that you can walk into any store in the country, any store in most country, and just sit down and play a game. That's a great strength. It's one of the biggest benefits of War Machine. Like the rules are very consistent, all the same. However, um, there are, like we just said, there are benefits to not doing that. And so, um, a lot of the people who are drawn to War Machine, or the ones who keep playing a lot, are people who enjoy that, you know, that very similar metagame where they just play the same thing over and over again. Generally, they're StarCraft players. <laughs> like, and, and so um, that's why a lot of like, uh, like experienced War Machine players will resist a lot. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, just from my personal example, um, when, I was, when I was playing my first like four or five years, I would just flat out refuse to play small point formats. I'm like, it's just not worth my time. It's not what yeah. I like. But like we just said, there are other benefits. Yeah, and I think for sure, like pride is kind of part of that. Just thinking that the way that it's being played right now is the best. Why would we ever go to something else when this is obviously the best way to do it right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's especially bad because tabletop gamers are especially uh, judgmental <laughs> no. of, of other games. And so it's their their personal identity is very invested in their game being the best, and everyone else everyone else is the every other game is terrible. Yeah, I think another worry in there too is that there'll be a worry, especially from those veteran gamers, that it's not going to return back to what they like. So that if they loosen their grip, and if one day they play at thirty five points rather than fifty points rather than seventy five, it will never return back to the way that they want. So even though that the person organizing this might have a rotation in mind, to them they might be worried they're like, that's it, we're never going to be playing seventy five again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gone. And yeah. there's also the legitimate. I've invested a fuck ton of money in this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Well, it's like with me, like a, a part of my thing is I, I always like really, I have been getting into some more like skirmish games lately, but I like having lots of models on a table. It just makes me happy. And so like, hell 75 is great. I'd play like hundred point games. If people wanted, I'd play bigger ones. I want to use all my toys. Right. <laughs> and so, <laughs> Uh, and then like another thing is in this is this was a common issue with me uh, was I tend to get very like fixated and excited about whatever idea I'm currently on. So I'll have like a, you know, a 75 point list that I'm like, oh, this is really interesting and I really want to play this. And when I get to the store, that is all my brain is working on at this point. And if anybody's like, hey, we kind of want to do something else. It's like, but I wanted to do the thing that I brought in that I liked. <laughs> Look how pretty all my models are. Um and that's just kind of a like I I get kind of obsessive that way, and that's that's something that I've like had to kind of step away from, especially in the last like handful of months. Um, I think with what you're saying as well, there's also those people that they don't buy a faction, they buy a list. So if you go and move yeah. from one point level to another, they just don't have the right yeah, models anymore. Yeah, definitely. Yep. 
Yeah. Yeah, and like there's, you know, there's there's different point levels. You're going to get different kinds of interactions available to you and some maybe the thing you were excited about you cannot run. Uh but it's even beyond point levels, right? Like there's there's even other games. And that was especially for me uh, a big part of it was that I was very very regularly hitting tournaments, right? And when you're like when you have your eyes on like convention wins, mm-hmm. uh coming in and being like can we like hey we're gonna do something that isn't like a 75 point steamroller game i'm like well this is now detrimental to my goals right mm-hmm. like and that's not that's a that's a big problem with especially in war machine i think yeah yeah and it gets yeah and it gets viewed a lot as and you see people talk about this kind of thing all the time right like go to war machine general facebook and just keep an eye on it you will see posts about this exact thing come up all the time which is that people come into the store and everybody only wants to do 75 point steamroller because they're practicing for the next event right mm-hmm. and you know <laughs> i'm guilty of that i can tell you oh, brett's yeah. definitely been guilty of that Jaden has been you know it's it's a it's a decision you make when you decide that you want to get really competitive, right? Um, and so one thing that has helped me a lot, actually, to be honest, is the fact that there's no conventions going on right now. So I kind of stopped caring. <laughs> yeah. I don't actually... I haven't paid attention to what's going on, like, meta-wise in yeah. a long time. Like, I have just been playing lists that are fun and not great. I think it's a Wild and, West right now, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, I bought a Ghost Fleet list. Is it good? <laughs> right. It's not great. But I really like playing it. It's kind of dumb, but it's fun, you know. And that's I played Thagrash too the other day. I don't think he's very good, but my model looks really nice. You know, that's kind of I, I've had a lot more of that mindset and coming in with like four or five different games now. You know, I'm coming in, I've got my Riot Quest, my Monpoc, my Warcaster with me every time I go in. I mean, I think yeah. the competitive side is one side, but you also have to keep in mind the casual side, right? You have all those yeah. people where, hey, look, I just work and I want to do this for fun after I come home and I, I deal with the kids. and I got my one, two hours to myself. And I mean, like my brother's a good example. If you tell him that he has to unpack his bag and spend the time to think up of a new list, that's it. He's out. He doesn't have time for it. So that we also have yeah. to think of that as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm a... <laughs> I'm a stay-at-home parent, so I'm around my models all the time. So, <laughs> you know, so I hadn't I hadn't actually thought of that. That is yeah. that is that is very valid. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So that's that's number two of expectation management. Hope we do. Hope we talk about that a bunch. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I mean, that's. I feel like half our like casts end up kind of being about managing your expectations eventually. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Definitely. Uh. Yeah, so it's like that. There's there are a ton of reasons why players might resist a new format and being introduced. And honestly, the best way, and this is something that like this is kind of the answer to a lot of problems you'll find in any like given store or meta or group of players or whatever, is like talk to everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, get, communication is a really big thing that some groups are very very good at, and some groups have a rougher time with. Like I, that's one of the things that I absolutely love about my local group is that we're very you know communicative. Um, and a couple of things that I do is, so I, I, I tend to be very, very active on social media with my local groups, um, including things like pulling everybody into like larger message groups and stuff like that. We don't use them all the time, but just so that we kind of have a constantly open line of communication, we're able to kind of talk about this stuff like, Hey, I want to bring this in. Is anybody interested in playing it? Um, and I don't think every group, you know, necessarily does that. And I think it can really help. It doesn't cost that much. It costs you like <laughs> yeah. 30 seconds a day. Yeah. 
yeah, it's not a big deal. Uh, usually. Um, definitely. And I, I understand that, like, not everybody's going to be super open to communicating. That's always welcome to dealing with human beings. It's rough. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just it's good to try to talk to people about this stuff because y you might be surprised who is actually interested in other things and just hasn't wanted to because they thought nobody else was interested. Like this is actually so I this is something I complain about a lot because I, I play a lot of different games and I pick up because I, I just love miniatures games. Like I don't even if they're like not great, <laughs> like I just I just really like them and it, it I don't really care about, you know, how amazing they are. Um. And one thing that I find is anytime I express, almost any time, because I, I have my kind of fingers in a lot of pies as far as different communities in this area, in, in my area. And one thing I find is anytime that I express interest in like any game, there is always like a dozen people that come out of the woodwork going like, I have a bunch of models for that, but nobody wants to play. Mm. And I'm like, y you're all here. <laughs> talk to each other and I, i've had to be the catalyst for that a lot of time you'd be amazed how many people just aren't talking about the fact that there's all these other games they want to play mm -hmm. well i think uh, well it's something where you don't know what you're even dealing with with your full community uh, i think a good example of that is that here locally we used to run 75 points or 50 back in mark ii over and over again because that was the people who are running things were just like ultra competitive and then mm -hmm. as they kind of fell away we started mixing in the the funner formats and then people just started coming out of the woodwork we had no idea that this part of our local community even existed because they were playing these fun formats and basements and other areas that just weren't part of our tournament scene and so yeah. all of a sudden, when you start talking about these things and introducing them, you, you just blossom open with all these people that you didn't even know existed. No, yeah, absolutely. That's one thing I've definitely found kind of working with, with my community over the years is that I am always amazed how many random times somebody will just show up. And like we had a guy just show up a couple weeks ago and he's like, I've never seen this guy in my life. You know, I've been working the War Machine stuff here for years. And he just comes in and is like, yeah, I used to play. I have like hundreds of dollars of cater models in my car right now can i play and it's like yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> and and he came in and played a bunch of brawl machine like oh really my, awesome. yeah my yeah my 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 players introduced him to that and um yeah it was really interesting i was in in that that kind of thing happens a lot where uh i'll admit like I, it it has been hard for a long time getting like brand new players into the game but the thing that i get the most often is players who have a bunch of models who have been like playing at home or doing some kind of small thing that just like showed up all of a sudden. And there's a ton of people like that and getting a hold of them can be hard. <laughs> but um, one thing you can do is kind of show that, that there's a lot of different things going on, um, which can definitely help. And I can't believe we missed the best reason to play other formats. Mm. That's to get new players started. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, it, well, that, and that's, that's an amazing thing about like, and, and that's part of the reason that we've, de we designed things like Brawl Machine and, and Fallen Corvus, right? Was these are other formats that are easier to kind of get into. But even beyond that, you've got things like, like Riot Quest is actually great at getting into the world. And I'm so excited for Iron Kingdom's Requiem. Oh, I know. <laughs> um, it's just, the hype is unreal <laughs> because these are ways to introduce people to the world right in a way that that normally would have been difficult yeah i'm um, excited about it 
Yeah. I mean, if you want to make it more personal as well, another reason to, to look into other formats is just what it can bring to you personally to improve, right? You hear about things where they'll get hockey players to practice with like kicking around a ball rather than using a puck or other sports teams doing other things like that. There's completely, you know, they'll never use that in the game. However, it's getting them thinking about the game in a different way, which will then add to their regular. So when you play something that has slightly different rules or a different twist to it, there's something at least you're going to take away from that that you can then use in your regular tournament games yeah that's a i'm a huge proponent for for like taking skills from one thing and figuring out how it applies to others because you'd be amazed it's part of the reason i like just miniatures games in general so much and play so many different ones is i'm always amazed by what i like get out of other ones that i wouldn't expect yeah like which skills are transferable yeah yeah in a way that you wouldn't think about really so I think like getting back to like how you kind of like overcome those objections, I think like pushing the benefits and making sure that people understand that, hey, if we try these other things, not only we're going to bring a lot more people into our community and bring in new players, but if you just care about being competitive, this is also going to help you. So if you share those intentions and the benefits, that's also going to help you. Well, yeah. even if the game itself didn't help you, just getting new players is more valuable than anything you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah, just come in, be excited about what you want to play. People people are drawn to that. Yeah. And I also think it's perfectly okay to say, "Hey, try this one time. If you don't like it, that's fine. Go back to go back to whatever you liked." The yeah. one-time drug, that works very well. Yeah. Yeah. We're just going to do it once. Just once. You really to need to That's the thing. It's really take inspiration from your local drug dealers. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're after. That's all this is at the end of the day, right? You can make the uh, free, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um we've already talked to, we, we've been talking a little bit about kind of how to, how to help overcome these objections but it, like for me it's it really is just like be excited sometimes you kind of have to have a pitch <laughs> for your game which is something i am very bad at i tend to just be hyped um <laughs> and then i try to show brett a game and he gets mad at me uh, <laughs> that is that how it is how 100 percent of my demos go yes <laughs> yeah demos are hard man yeah uh yeah think through your demo process a lot the um shut up and sit down has a really great uh video on how to do board game demos but again that's transferable yeah. skill yeah yep yeah it plays out plays out more or less the same also just watch shut up and sit down anyway yeah so true. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think too, like you're saying, like you just really need to make sure that you understand who is in the community and do whatever you can to to get that feedback. I mean, as soon as I learned about these other groups, I friended them as quick as I could. Or for those that aren't on Facebook, so I got their emails so I could start talking to them and realizing what they do or don't like. And like if you start realizing that, hey, when I try these crazy ones, this person doesn't show up. Just ask them, well, why? Oh, because of this reason or that. And then you can start balancing things. Uh, I even for sometimes for some of these things where I'm doing like, oh, this is a crazy doubles event or something, I'll be making sure I, I put out extra posts or even a video that's explaining what we're doing, why we're doing it, making it easier for everyone to take in. Oh, that's yeah. really smart. Yeah, yeah my re big recording something that they can watch on their own time. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, like, I definitely have a big thing about like, uh, and, and this is going a little bit in, more into like, not necessarily new games, but just talking about new players in general or getting people returning players and things like that. And this is something that I, I have found so many groups, like it's almost like a pet peeve. I want to like strangle people like communicate what's going on with your local group. <laughs> like talk about it publicly. Don't make any information hard to find. 
if you want to come in like it like that's the thing. I every every single week for our game night, I will post publicly on there about here's all the games I'm bringing in. Who else is coming in today? Here's when we're going to be there. It's going to be great. And I usually put some kind of stupid joke in the middle of it. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, and <laughs> like it's uh, whereas I find like uh, many other groups uh especially like when I'm traveling or something like that, and I'm trying to get a hold of information about like, Hey, where can I play? Cause that's one of my favorite things about war machine is that literally anywhere in the world I go, I have friends I can go show up and play with. Um, it's like pulling teeth. <laughs> trying mm. to like figure when is your game night? Does anyone know? <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like a huge meta and nobody's talking. Right. And it, it always blows my mind. Um, so yeah, just just keeping that that communication really really open, and and that kind of stuff helps in general with like, uh, getting your getting your group. It, it, I really just can't harp on like communicate with your group enough mm-hmm. about like figuring out what kind of stuff works for you guys, what kind of stuff they're interested in, because a lot of the time this goes kind of back to a pitch. A lot of the time, if you know the kind of thing that they're actually after in a game you can kind of target that as like, hey, well, here's aspects of this game that kind of get into it. I actually have an interesting example of that recently um, with Jaden. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I picked up some Marvel Crisis Protocol and uh, was playing that a little bit locally. And Jaden had tried it before and said he wasn't really interested in it. Uh, and then I uh, mentioned the similarities it had to Judgment. <laughs> <laughs> and now he owns two-thirds of the game (laughs) way more than i have and and he's like i love it and i'm like yeah it's because i i've i figured out the thing that that he would like about it right and and made that connection for him kind of and um that kind of thing can help a lot like getting to know what your group actually is into and targeting that with what you talk about about your game right and sometimes in a way especially like this is good for with riot quest uh in a way, almost pushing the opposite of that is kind of funny. Like, hey, if you need, if you want to break from that, this is some really silly shit. But mm-hmm. it only takes like one one really big pitch you can always do is, but it only takes about thirty minutes. <laughs> I think that's a big thing. Like, you have, it's a different skill that you don't normally use, right? If you are a person yeah. that just did seventy five point steamrollers, you just get a post when the next event is. If you are going to be doing this where you're changing things up, you as your local you know, press ganger basically needs to have a, a salesman skill where you're, you're going to be selling this to the community. Yeah. Yep. I think as well, like another part of this as well is just trying to dispel the the miscomings that some of them might have. Like some of them, like talking about things like playing online, they'll be like, oh, well, you know, it's really hard to use and it takes four hours for one game. And they might be thinking of something like how Vassal used to work in the old days or something like that. So if you yeah. can learn what their fears are and then kind of correct them, like, you know, if they say like the game is only can only be played at 75, that's what's made for. Is it, you know, like if we did 76 points, would the world explode? <laughs> you know, like I understand that Butcher is overpowered at like 10 points, but doesn't Sloan get really bad up at 75? Like, isn't there like, what is that balance point? And if you can kind of like break those things down, that can really help. But at the same time, you have to watch it because if you push it too far, you're attacking them and they'll just shut down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and like I said, this happens a lot in wargaming. So it's really easy to get to accidentally trigger that and then think you're trying to insult their Oh yeah, I mean it just just by nature of like the the cost and time and hobby and everything investment in war games like people get very people identify very much with their mm-hmm. their game a lot of the time. And 
it's a thing. I mean, that's and again, as somebody who plays a lot of, I one of the things that I tend to do when I get into a new miniatures game, not these days, obviously, but is like I'm like, hey, this looks like an interesting game. I'll get a starter. When's the first tournament? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like learning games in tournaments. I don't know why. Um, but one thing I get, I get this all the time, is I show up, and they'll be like, hey, nice to meet you. And uh, they'll be like, yeah, do you play like wherever? I'm like, well, I usually play. I, I play War Machine pretty competitively, and I get the same response like every time, which is the "Oh, I'm sorry." That's <laughs> weird, right? <laughs> yeah, and it, and this is the but this is the thing though. You get this like War Machine players like have that same feeling about a number of other games a lot of the time, and it's it's just we get like we're, we're gamers get kind of clicky, you know. It it and it's it's built very much around like the game that you're really really into, and so breaking through that barrier is hard. It's it's very difficult. Um, I think yeah. another thing is like setting up like just uh, mentors or tools so that if you have any issues with this, these are the people you can go to. So like one example would be like those videos I'd put out explaining how the new format works or even just putting out posts and like, hey, if anybody has any question how a team tournament works, let me know and we'll explain it to you before the event. And then that way, anyone that has any worries can have those things worked out before it even happens. And a lot of people that will respond to that are those newer players. And as soon as you can get them linked to one of those vets hey that's great the hooks are then we there we could start teaching them and getting them back into it or more so into it yeah yeah definitely yeah keeping yourself very open for that that's one thing you know i'm i always try to be very open about like message me if you have any questions like any anything you need trust me i love talking about this stuff too much so much that I post it for everyone to see all the time. <laughs> <laughs> for 2021, um, we really saw this was going to be a big issue locally that we didn't want to be losing our community. So what we did is set out a set schedule already for the full year. And we're, we jump back and forth, right? We're one month. It's already set. This is going to be a 50-point uh, regular steamroller. Then we're going to be going and jumping over to uh, a swap caster event. And we basically swap back and forth between a semi-more serious event and then a fully more silly event. But the main thing is that it's already planned out. Everybody can see what's going to be happening every single month. The month before, we're going to be putting out posts and articles to help them like this is how this is going to work for the next month and then hopefully that's going to make it so that they can be enjoying this all the way through and then when we get past this pandemic, hey, we still have a community that can be still there. That's the dream. Yep. That's that's always the hope. Yep. It's yeah, it's it is interesting having to talk about this in a very like we are in a very particular situation. Uh, So at the end of the day, you kind of have to cater it to how is your group handling things, right? Like what is what is going on locally that that you need to do? And And if it's if it's an issue of like, well, we pretty much have to play entirely online stuff. Like, thankfully, there are some really great resources out for that right now. Thank God we're not more specific. How have you found it to actually teach new players and getting your existing players to be using Wartable? What what have you been doing to do that? So my local area, so my local area hasn't really slowed down much playing physical games. <laughs> uh, we, we've usually been in in pretty regularly, but we've had a couple of people ask about Wartable. What I've mostly done though is I, I've taught I've had to teach Wartable just online a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the big thing is always like for me is always that comparison to Vassal. Um, because yeah, most people it see it feels like anyway have attempted Vassal at some point or another, 
because it was like the way to play War Machine online. And it's it's like its barrier to entry is just getting smashed in the face. It's it's so bad. Um, and you know, I definitely appreciate the work that the people who were running the Vassal stuff did for a very long time, but they were definitely restricted by the tools they had. Uh, for me, it's like. I, I think one one thing that was a really big selling point with Wartable for us, and something we were able to say a lot that was a really big deal, was that you can play an entire game of War Machine on an iPad if you want, and it works pretty well, right? And when people make that connection, especially when they're used to how Vassal worked, where it's so fiddly, um, usually that's enough to kind of be like, oh, it's that easy? <laughs> it's like, can you click and drag a mouse? Because that's, like, practically all you need. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like, I, I I definitely want to, I would love to do more uh, more online event stuff for my local group, but hasn't really worked out that way. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think locally, like the big thing was trying to find the right examples because it was one thing to try and write things down, but until people saw it, like you said, where they yeah. see how easy it is to drag things around. And unfortunately, some of the examples that are out there are, you know, people that have streamed the full <laughs> 75 point tournaments where they're three, four hour games. And so it's trying to find those right examples where, like, hey, look, if we were just playing a 25 point game, we could do this easily in an hour. Here's an example of that that I can share. And then when they can see that, that's when I find that you win them over. But I was wondering if you were getting it more from like the visualizations, holding their hand, doing demos or, or what was working. Yeah. I mean, one thing that I do kind of have going for me is that my local group for one, like we, we talk a lot and like 90% of them are like really down for anything all the time. So I have a, I have a kind of unique situation. (laughs) I feel like because not everybody has that. Uh, usually, usually my guys are just kind of hyped to do something. And if that's 75 point steamrollers, great. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it just depends. Although lately, like it's, it's ridiculous how much my group has like varied and we, we've been able to, we've had people coming in going like, Hey, I picked up, you know, like we, uh, we have a number of people who picked up Warcaster stuff and that's been very, very common as well. And, uh, I'm thankful for the fact that my group works the way it does. Uh, but a lot of that was, and it's why like my, th- my go-to is always just being very, like having a constant line of communication with everybody, because that's how we got to the, to ha- kind of how we are. Um, that said, bringing in new people is very difficult, um, but that's the case with anywhere these days, really. Uh, it is definitely very difficult. Um, there's just a lot less foot traffic in stores too. <laughs> Which is which is definitely a thing. Uh, yeah. Yep. Welcome to 2021. Well, how about some things then to avoid? Like that was our our, our last one here. What have you been trying that you found like, oh wow, that was a huge mistake. Uh, okay. So you mentioned scheduling things out like quite a bit ahead of time. Um, trying to bring stuff up with too short notice has failed every time. <laughs> Yeah, like like kind of going like, hey, I want to do this tonight. Uh, usually it's like the people, especially like especially when you think about the fact that like if there are other people who aren't part of the like core group is there every week that would be interested in, they probably aren't checking the social media stuff every single day like your core group is. Uh, having stuff up ahead of time helps a lot. Doing stuff very, very last minute a lot of the time just doesn't really work. Um, another thing, and this is... Um, need to be kind of vague, 
but uh, if you try something like, hey, I want to do this really wacky format and I think it would be really interesting and it does not work, like people do not show up really, um, being very local, vocally irritated about that on local social media doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> That's the uh, worst thing you can do. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get mad at your community for not wanting to do the thing you wanted to do uh this is a two-way street and if people aren't interested people aren't interested yeah uh that that that's, at the end of the day that is a thing <laughs> that's just something really important to keep in mind is that you can't force someone to like something yeah um how do you guys feel about uh time commitments i've found a lot of trouble when we try and do like a really long league or something where it's like it's like three weeks before it gets good. Uh oh, like journeyman leagues. Yeah, <laughs> specifically yeah. journeyman leagues. So we also did a really yeah. we did a really cool variant on journeyman league, but um, we also had a lot of trouble converting people from that into regular war machine. Yeah. Yeah. Keep to... keep keeping that attention span over multiple weeks, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I think maybe with that, I mean. One of the things that we found here locally is that when we tried doing the like German League with uh, the, our regular tournament group, that went very horribly. People would go in trying to break the system. If there was one new player, they would just not enjoy it. And then, great, we just lost basically one new player we could have got. Uh, I think one of the things that kind of worked out is kind of self-realizing that there were going to be splinter factions, maybe you could call it, in the community where, hey, look, this is where you guys should go if you guys are one of your competitive games look over here is going to be the journeyman league and this is meant for new players and we'd i guess shaming should be a bad thing but we'd actually kind of like shame the vets that'd be oh. going there to feast on the new players yeah you, you don't have to shame them you can just say hey don't do this yeah <laughs> yeah yeah okay yeah i think that's i think that's one trap that you can accidentally fall into really easily is like you get super excited about something and it's this huge project and like well i need you to commit to 16 weeks of four hours a day oh yeah i mean that's that's my life <laughs> my constant my constant peak hype about every new thing uh can make life really difficult sometimes <laughs> um yeah. And I mean, if you want people to try something, trying something that's going to last months and months and months is a little <laughs> bit too long. So if you want to try something new, yeah, definitely try and find something that can condense it. I, I've even seen formats for, say, like German League, where instead of like this game size per week, it was more so show up, your first game will be this size, then we'll do a second game this size, and kind of like fast track things to keep things going. So that can yeah. help there. That's really I think yeah. anything like what uh, Brett was talking though too that I want to get your gauge on was also just knowing the level of uh, accept acceptance for change. So I think a good example is this: is when I came into my group here, I was coming from uh, Warhammer Fantasy, where everything was goofy and, and fancy. And when I set up my first steamroller, you know, like there was crazy terrain with rivers and castles, and there was crazy scenarios where there's like a plague that's going between models, which the fantasy side would love. They're all about making something, you know, really thematic and different. But boy, they hated it when I brought it to War Machine. <laughs> so not under, so failing to understand that they were at that point just looking for regular games was a real mistake. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, understanding kind of the like the culture of the game you're trying to get into, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 definitely different, and it can be very jarring sometimes. That's why, like a lot of the time, and it, it kind of goes back to that thing about like people are very much identifying with the games that they play with. A lot of time, people just will not understand the mentality of like what is going on with other games, and it it can be it can be it can be difficult to bridge that gap. Uh, especially when you're just like excited about the prospect of it, right? Like War Machine, I, I think some of my earliest events I did were actually some pretty jank stuff. The first games I ever played with my local group that I basically learned the game with was like some bizarre league where there was like a ship on the table and you had to like defend it. This is years ago. Um, and I definitely remember that, but I also remember that like even even then I was like, this doesn't work very well for this rule set (laughs) (laughs) Uh, pretty quickly. Um, But like, yeah, just understanding the culture that you're walking into. And I I think that's, that's definitely whenever you kind of hear like any kind of feudish things between like games workshop versus like privateer press stuff, that kind of thing you just described reminds me a lot of like where that often comes from, which is that there's, there's a very different focus from one game to the next culturally. Uh, to kind yeah, I think of be when aware you go, of. I think when you do it improperly like I did and you find yourself in that situation where, oh, I pushed too far, it's it's kind of like what you said before where it, it's tempting to force it, being like, come on, guys, just do it. Just do it. It's fun. Uh, yeah. In that same one, I had all this 3D terrain. And so one of them, somebody was asking, like, well, what is this piece of terrain? What is it supposed to be? I don't know. Just four plus it. And like, well, no. This is how we did in fantasy. Just four plus it. It makes it more fun. It's like, no, we want to judge. So again, I was trying to force something going too hard. And like back then, that was a disaster. Yeah, I can imagine. That sounds (laughs) that sounds pretty nightmarish. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 difficult. It's uh, and like for me, the the thing that I do, and this is not the approach. I suggest is I tend to kind of, anytime I'm getting into a new game, I just completely drown myself in it. Like I read everything. I get in contact with every person I can. I find every bit of like, is there YouTube content? Is there a podcast that's interesting? What kind of articles can I find? And that's just how I like to function, I guess. So that's part of it. And that's, I guess part of my approach for trying to get anybody into something new is I like to walk in kind of, with a very solid grasp of what's going on already so that I can sound confident <laughs> um, when I go to to pitch whatever it is that I want to do. Um, but I can also learn whether or not what I want to do is just uh, not feasible uh, due to some kind of like a cultural difference or what it is my local group may or may not want to do. One, one thing that I always have to fight with as well is a slight, slightly different thing. But So my immediate like War Machine group, very, very open, very into playing kind of whatever. Um, my kind of store community, though, like the, the larger community that, that just is various people who play different games that come into the store, um, have had an issue with being like burned a lot by small groups of people getting into games and then quitting instantly. Ah, yeah. So that's something I have to deal with a lot is that my my kind of larger community is extremely resistant to getting into anything new uh, because over and over and over again, um, people bought very heavily into a game, played it for a month and then quit. Right. 
And some people, and part of the problem is some people have like the money to do that. <laughs> um, many people don't. Most people yeah. don't. And what the my approach generally how I try to handle that is just consistency, right? You need you need that scheduling. You need to be vocal about when you're there. Like, hey, I'm I'm there on this day every week. Be very consistent. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. I try my like for War Machine. You know, I, I have a I have a very established and very consistent group for that. But I am still insistent on I'm going to be there every week. It is Monday in the evening. At this time, I'm going to be there and I'm going to make sure whoever walks in that door can play a game, right? Even if I don't. And this goes for any new game you want to do, especially if it's something you want to actually be able to play regularly. You need to show people that there are games happening and they can rely on that. That's, that's yeah. That's really well said. That's that's my big thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's kind of where I'm at. Uh, yeah, so in, unless anybody else has any, like, Lauren, do you have any last thoughts on, on this particular topic? Anything you want to throw out to the wind? I, I think just the, the last thing there is just trying to, to realize that if you are a, a person of influence in your community that's going to be either pushing these ideas forward or you're running them, whatever it is, uh, you just need to understand I get basically all the concepts that we just went over, realizing how important it is that you don't let your group go stagnant, that you try out new things to, to grow your community, and then realize the steps that you're going to have to take, that you're going to have to be a salesman, you're going to have to connect with people, and at the same time, what to avoid, like don't force things or go too far too fast. Yep, absolutely. Brett, you got anything? Uh, no, I don't think so. Play our new games. <laughs> yeah, Dream yeah. Roll. That's especially if you're going to get into any new games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Play Rocky <Brian laughs> and Falling Corpus. <laughs> and hopefully, I'll work on diplomacy again. <laughs> yeah, things get in the way, time and whatnot. Uh, well, I think that's going to bring us around to the end. So I do want to take a minute here to give a huge thanks to everybody who supports us on our Patreon. You guys are amazing. Uh, we kind of refer to it as our tip jar. Uh, we don't have anything like locked behind anything like that. If you want to check it out, it's patreon.com slash LOS war machine. Um, it's done on a cast by cast basis. We've got some stuff we want to talk about soon about the, uh, the tiers and the rewards for that and whatnot. Um, we, we've been kind of brainstorming some ideas and, and some new things that we want to uh, kind of approach <laughs> our patrons with. Uh, so hopefully we'll get some kind of new information about that uh, soon. It's just complicated. Uh, but yeah, seriously, huge thanks to everybody who supports us on there. You guys are amazing. Um, also big thanks to Broken Egg Games. Uh, they've been supporting us for quite some time. Um, if you do check out the Broken Egg Games store, you can use the code LOS5CODE, get 5% off everything on their store. Um, I don't know if they've had anything new for the past little while. Uh, it's been fairly quiet for the most part, but... They do have a lot of really gorgeous tokens. I absolutely love my... I, basically, every new faction I pick up, which is inevitable, uh, I immediately get a Broken Egg token set for because they are beautiful and bright and wonderful. And I love them. Uh, also, check out figurepainters.com. That's uh, Tyson's stuff. Uh, he helps run things like the War Machine side of the Las Vegas Open. Um, when that happens, anyway. Uh, he's absolutely he's an absolutely amazing guy who is also a mad scientist and wizard when it comes to doing crazy hobby stuff with models. So you can check out figurepainters.com. He's got his articles for like hobby stuff up where he does a lot of really cool stuff. He also has a store there. Uh, if you've ever seen basically the de facto Rocketmen bases uh, with the smoke clouds, uh, those are his. 
and they come from there. He also has a ton of really, really cool uh, bases for War Machine, uh, base inserts, things like that, which are great. Um, yeah, you can find our Facebook, which is Line of Sight. Uh, you can find our Discord. The link for that is in our show notes on our website, which is loswarmachine.com. That's where you can see all... There's so much stuff on there now. <laughs> 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 for those of us trying to run the website it's a nightmare but uh there are a ton of different uh casts on there at this point we've got hobby articles we've got all kinds of great stuff that's where uh all the stuff that we mentioned at the beginning uh the new articles uh from like the um charge and spike guys uh Malorian setting up his brawl machine cast all that stuff it's all going onto our website when we can figure out how to do that in the case of Malorian's cast uh <laughs> we're figuring it out podcasts are hard <laughs> uh yeah that's that is uh our wonderful uh website the easiest way to see everything we've got going on facebook line of sight uh we post everything on there including random stupid questions about what list i should play on mondays <laughs> uh, <laughs> not based on real events yep i'm <laughs> making decisions myself uh yeah and uh miss maloney is there anything you want to plug while you're here i know you got all kinds of content yeah sure so yeah if you go to to youtube and search for malorian it'll say oh do you mean mandalorian do you want to see that and the answer is yes go see mandalorian (laughs) (laughs) i'm on board (laughs) yeah uh yeah malorian's been doing youtube stuff how long have you been doing stuff on youtube i feel like it's oh boy too long it's been a very long time i see a video from six years ago here so there we go uh uh yeah definitely check that out you can search them on youtube uh as well as uh, on facebook you post uh quite a bit of stuff there as well and uh yeah that's about it thanks so much for coming on coming hanging out with us yeah thanks for having me this was great definitely and uh yeah everybody can what was that brett go ahead i was gonna say we're happy to have you on the team Mm-hmm. yeah definitely yeah we've been having a good time just getting in contact with a lot of people who make really good stuff and uh bringing them on board so we're gonna have all kinds of great stuff uh people on the cast over the next handful of weeks I'm really excited about that uh thanks so much for listening we'll see you guys next week